no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back for another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy, Patagonias and Lattes. Greetings, greetings, greetings. It's Hot Shep Suit. Hi, it's Jazzy. We're back for another episode of the People's Podcast, the Stereo Bros Podcast. Chia. Before Chia. we proceed, a word from our sponsors. Okay. This episode is brought to you by First Pick App. First Pick is a mobile marketing platform that connects freelance photographers with paying clients. First Pick is easier than your traditional online job board. By providing a seamless booking experience, photographers can manage new and upcoming projects effortlessly. We're not here just to capture an image, we're here to maintain one. Every photograph reinforces the aura and accumulation of nameless energies. Exposure doesn't pay your bills, get paid for your work. You can use First Pick at firstpickapp.com, styled as 1ST. P-I-S-A-P-P dot com. Google them. Check oh. out first pickapp.com, our sponsor for this week. Okay. We in here. Okay. <laughs> We're going to jump right into our first topic, a very near and dear and pressing one. Um, and when Jazzy proposes one, I thought, you know, great minds think alike because <laughs> Bill... <laughs> It wasn't originally your idea because I was already thinking it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, PNL. I mean, I try to listen. I try to give I try to give credit when it's due. I don't want to plagiarize and all that. You right. know what I mean? I don't want to and all that and all I don't want to do a milli vanilli and all that. You know what I mean? Um but bill reform, um I don't I don't know this was the specifics of what changed in the bill reform package, so I'm gonna let you lead on that. Um but I will say that it's getting kind of annoying with how if a kid trips and falls down the street now they're saying, oh, see, that, that bill reform needs to be rolled back because the mm-hmm. motherfucker tripped. Mm-hmm. So would you mind enlightening the folks on, like, what the mm-hmm. the basic things in scope are and then so you know, catch a, them up and all that? a brief overview, um, in January of this year, um, last year the New York State Legislature voted to make uh, significant changes to bail and to discovery. So basically what discovery is, is the process in a criminal case where the prosecution gathers whatever evidence. It could be like, um, you know, uh, memo books from the officer, arrest reports, um, witness statements from people that may have observed a crime, um, just all the evidence in the case that they might use against you, they should it should be turned over for you, your attorney, to review before a case moves forward or whatever, right? So back in the day, at Discovery, you wouldn't get that until, you know, an hour before your hearing in front of a judge, wow. right? Or yeah. the, the eve of a trial, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we had, we found this, and um, here you go, review it right before you're about to open your case, right? Yeah. So that's oppressive to someone trying to beat their case. So now 
the with the bail reform, discovery is simpler. So basically, they're forced to give it over um, very early on in the case, right? Um, which puts then a, a laborsome burden on the prosecution's office because they have to make sure they get all these documents together because they now have this deadline that they must meet early on. Now with bail reform, I don't know if I, we had briefly like talked yeah. about it when I, it came up because I read it and I honestly didn't believe the press release that I read. I was like, wait, so and I mean, okay, so basically the bail reform laws have changed to allow um, people to be released on their own recognizance, meaning they're let out without any bail um, for all misdemeanors. And then um, for some felonies um, that might include certain um, levels of burglary, robbery, um, maybe some sexual assaults, um, but low level charges, low level felony charges of, of, of that nature. Um, and so, but what, what this was based on was studies and data that had been collected that showed that, um, you know, the basically uh, a, a person's ability to pay bail did not have the same um i get correlation between whether or not they would return to court and and that correlation also didn't have to do with um what they were charged with so they were saying okay there are people being let out on burglaries but they're still returning to court Mm -hmm. on them once they're able to meet bail so because there was no correlation with them actually like with them returning to court they're like why shouldn't these people be released and just return to court regularly if there's no showing based on data that they're less likely to return so with these new laws People are like going, they're being let out and now it makes it harder on the prosecution to, to, to fight the case. Because before, if you get arrested, let's say the judge, you're a poor person, the judge sets $1,500 bail on you. Nobody in your family has money to bail you out. So you're sitting in Rikers until your case is finished. Now, if you need to go back to work, you got kids to feed and you're like, what? Fuck it. Like pardon (laughs) not that we don't curse in here but if you're just like whatever like you're gonna plead to something that maybe you know you didn't do but you need to get out of jail and you need to go back and feed your family so now you have a misdemeanor on your record just for the fact that you needed to get out of jail and go back right so now we have people that are being released going back into the community going to work taking care of the kids, going to school, yeah. you know, not, yeah. you know, yeah. like that would have been oppressed by, by $1,500 worth of bail. And the, the point is, is, is these things are oppressive to poor people because, uh, you know, the reason I really wanted to talk about this is because I've been seeing a lot of things on Facebook on my like feed about people reposting articles in the post because people are just like, oh, you know, this person was released on bail because of the new bail reform laws and look at what they did and oh the crime is going up and they're like it hadn't even this was like within the first two weeks right of the new of right. the new reform it's like where are you getting these statistics from <laughs> like well, like who is saying that crime is up yeah it just happened we just right and so my thing is like what is the difference between there was one article that i saw 
where, you know, there was like a video of this guy beating up his wife and they're like, oh, he, you know, the person put reposted it and basically was like, this person was let out because of the new bail reform laws. And I'm like, nowhere in the article did it say that's why the person was released. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, if they had set bail, maybe the person would have been in because, you know, he had a propensity for crime. And I'm like, but that was nowhere in the article. Yeah. We don't know none of that. Yeah. Like, why are you They're They're just reposting things. That, it's like fear mongering is basically what yeah. it is. It's like, you know, New just York scaring is, the is public. A rag paper anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. it is. But, you know, and my thing is I was trying to explain to the person. I was like, OK, let's take, for instance, let's say. This was a middle class to upper class rich white person. Yeah. There's domestic violence that goes on in their households also. Yeah. And when they come to court and the judge sets bail, that would be reasonable for the charges that they have. They can meet it. Yeah. And then they're going to go home. Yeah. And they might do it again. Yeah. But they're going to be released. Yeah. So the bail really doesn't have anything to do with your propensity to. Yeah. It's, to it's part of it. Yeah. But. It's really just to secure your return to court. Now, if that's oppressive to someone, it should be like this should should be an amount that you want to make sure you don't lose. Now, if you don't have the money to give to lose in the first place, that shouldn't be a barrier to you being able to, you know, fight your case. Because there's no there's no difference in those situations. It's just this person can afford to and this person can't. Yeah. And I can appreciate what it does to um, prosecutors that feel like it. You have to prove your case now because they dictate a lot of who ends up going where and for how long and for bogus reasons Reasons, because people are just intimidated by the criminal justice system to begin with. Mm -hmm. So now you can't get out of this place you don't want to because Mm -hmm. you don't have no no money. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, well, we'll let you out. Just plead to like third degree, something, something, Mm -hmm. something. You don't even really fucking understand the shit. You Mm -hmm. just want to get out from where you're you're at and go home. Mm -hmm. And I think that people are just reacting to the fact that for a long, time Mm -hmm. we've been allowing prosecutors to to Mm -hmm. be judge jury Mm -hmm. and all of that shit and so now it's tripping us up because now they actually have to prove it they have they have to do you have to do the work there has been uh talk that a lot of da's have left certain um offices because of the workload is just it's just ridiculous now and uh, i you know i've heard from some public defender friends of mine (laughs) that um there's been a reduction in and and also in the art that I read, there has been a reduction in uh, or an uptick in de- decline prosecutions where a prosecutor will decline to go forward with cases. So right. it's clearly having an effect on the system. And I, I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but for the past two months, I don't think I've been fearful walking around in the street. No. I don't think I... I'm, I'm fearful. <laughs> I'm fearful. <But laughs> I do... There are real things happening out there. But I do... but I'm just I, saying, I have you though, noticed, right? is there is there chaos? And no. like you know, are people just there getting are, there are held people... up with knives everywhere you no. go in Brooklyn? Making... I don't know. My like... fear is of the gang in blue and oh, not the Crips. Right. Talking about the NYPD. Right. That's my fear. Yeah. Um. And they're not getting prosecuted. They're not. And to, to <laughs> or convicted. Right. To right. the same point. <laughs> um. It's funny because for the longest, public defenders were overworked because they were getting slammed. And right yep. now, it sounds like. They're better able to do their job and yep. defend exactly. the public. Yep. How because, it's supposed to work. Yep. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the prosecutors have to do more work in order to secure a conviction, which is how it's supposed to how be. It should be. But I don't like the fact that now if someone jaywalks and trips and gets hit by like a bicycle, it's City like, bike. oh, that bicyclist 
uh, jumped the turnstile two weeks ago, and right. it, if that bicyclist wasn't right. on the street, right, that kid, wouldn't happen, right? right? And it's just like false. There's a lot of false equivalencies, mm-hmm. yeah, wrong correlations, and Facebook is the app that you go to. Like, it's a great app, yeah, but people sometimes post information on there with little like fact checking, right? And they really don't do a good enough job of actually vetting information. It sucks when, you know, cops of color are buying into that same rhetoric of Newsday and New York Post and these rag papers and um, furthering the logic that, well, because this happened and because we want to make it so that people in these communities feel like they need us more than what they actually do, Mm -hmm. um, we'll keep putting out sensational pieces to make Mm -hmm. you think that Crime's going to rise because of this bill reform. Right, right. And you said that when they was about to drop the bill reform law, uh, they were going around in certain Mm -hmm. neighborhoods saying, oh, about to be a bunch of burglars and and murderers. Exactly. And it really goes to show you how the media and the news is a control tool for propaganda. Which is... Corona. Ah. <laughs> Fact though, it's something. It's it's been There's like that. So many people hitting knobs and shit right. with their elbows. It's been like that for I'm so long. I'm protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. Ah. Like, like, I'm not, no, but you like you, you buy into the fear, and then next thing you know, it's like oh, that's I'm why right. it. I'm a gonna really, have it. A really, gonna, a really know. good movie to watch if you have the time to is the movie about Roger Ailes on Fox News. Okay, actually, even better than that if you watch. The the Showtime series. Yes, with um, um I know who you're talking about um, um gosh, Russell Crowe. Yes, where he plays Roger Ailes and yes. it shows how he literally, like Roger Ailes was a guy who essentially created Fox News mm. to scare your mom and anger your dad in Middle America, right? Yeah. But it's like he got Nixon into office, he got Reagan into office, yeah, like he's Trump. been like a <laughs> Trump, no Trump as well, Trump as well. Yeah. He's been like a political fixer for decades. And it shows you how, well, even now, like most of our news companies are, are owned by corporations. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's a direct conflict of interest right yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to get, at least in America, you're not going to get all the information you need yep. through these sources, yep. which is why the NPRs of the world are so important. Yep. But um, I get really annoyed about the whole situation too because I feel like in my neighborhood, there was a recent situation where a black woman um, who's known in the precinct as being emotionally disturbed um, got into like a couple of like minor altercations with members of the Jewish community. And the first thing that certain papers said was, oh, this woman got out multiple times and now she's she's anti-Semitic and this and the third. And the cops in the neighborhood and even the Jewish volunteer people in this neighborhood know this woman. Yeah. So there's no quotes, as far as I can recall, from any from anybody that's credible in that article. But the article would have you believe that this woman is, is walking around like slapping yarmulkes off and that kind of <laughs> stuff. When instead she's like legit emotionally disturbed, right. mm-hmm. and the cops know her as such, right. right? So this all goes to say that people need to like really do their own research, yeah. which we say that all the time. Do your research, but when it comes to issues like this that affects you, what they want you to say is. Let's scale back this law mm-hmm. and try it over. Because yeah, right. really, what that will do is put more money back into the system that makes money off of poor people. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, when the cops 
say they're doing a slowdown, the mayor responds because it hits his bottom line. Yeah. If this city was about actually serving and protecting and all that kind of stuff, it wouldn't be about making money off of summonses. Yeah. It wouldn't be ticket. There the ticket wouldn't be, yep, quotas. That's it. And it yeah. Arrest quotas. It wouldn't be arrest quotas and ticket quotas. And they say that those are gone. But if you ask any cop, there's they're performance there. objectives, which exactly. is still the same thing. Yep. Um, yep. It's a euphemism. That's a, <laughs> that's a figgity giggity fact. So euphemism. Watch a lot of. Uh, that's funny. Is that a woke word? Um, no, but it maybe that was be. a bonus or whatever. Might could be. Um, but thanks for that great synopsis on the bill reform. Oh, thank you. And oh, the mo- sorry. No, no, go. If go, I could go. just add, just a when you're doing your research, um, putting the subject in as a hashtag on Instagram or Facebook is not does not quantify. <laughs> research you might want to google a scholarly article Mm -hmm. you know there's some hubs for it jstor i love to find you know if it's a health article sometimes i'll go to like you know even though i don't really trust the cdc or anything like like, you know you want you just want to find some credible Credible, organizations to find you know some 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 real documentation on on the subject matter um you want to find a subject matter expert not a blogger not a blogger unless a blogger is is one of us Right. Yeah, in exactly. which case, believe everything we say. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I, the the bill reform is is it it's it's ground in research, it's ground in data, yeah. and just come out one day and and pick these things up. Yes, I do think because I mean there was one story that I did see, and I and you got you you have to be unbiased, right? There was a guy that had um been released on a DUI and ended up having an accident where someone was killed, right? Mm-hmm. Should somebody like that in certain cases be held? But don't judges yes, have discretion to say they don't? Oh, <laughs> and the, yes. the they don't, and it, the, basically these the law is like. If this person is, this is the charge, they are to be released on their own recognizance. So, why I think that this was so expansive, and that's why, like, literally, we were reading it, and we were all like, really? Like, ROR for that? Um, I think that, you know, people really wanted it to fail, Mm -hmm. so that they could be like, hey, we tried it, and it didn't work. Whereas, I think things need to be tweaked. I do think it's a lot of good about it. And then there's some things that, "Mm, Maybe we should, you know, this or for whatever, whether it, it, it even be like for, you know, social purposes and the, yeah. the, the community's, you know, mental well-being. Maybe it should be brought back. You know, maybe it just needs to be tweaked. But it definitely is a step like 110 steps in the right direction. Yeah, Because a burglary, that's a, a breaking in or entering into a dwelling under the cover of the night to commit right. a felony to rent. Okay. Right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. going to somebody's crib yeah. is, to me, is like the ultimate violation. Yeah. A, a robbery is like, okay, you take somebody's stuff forcibly, yeah. right, on the street. Um, or it could be in the, in the crib, too. But it's just like, I feel like a burglary, to me, I don't know if I want a burglar yeah. out on... You was like, fuck your locks, your ADT system, right. mm-hmm. the fact that your mammy in the bag. Mm-hmm. I don't care about none of that Fuck shit. all that. Fuck all that. Give me this toaster. <laughs> <laughs> I need that Dyson. Run that shit. I need that vacuum. What movie was that with Samuel Jackson um, broke into his mama house? And, uh, oh, Jungle Fever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PNL is doing the dance. <laughs> Samuel Jackson mama. Was, was the, look, mama. <laughs> look, mama. Oh, when he was with Halle Berry? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> but no, spirited topic. Um, much needed. Much needed. Bill reform, <laughs> we're a fan of it. Oh man! Um, 
and keep, you know, in all seriousness, the main thing is I don't want to see no more Khalif Browders. Please. I don't want to see no more situations because my whole issue in New York City in particular is that people get locked up for stupid things or, you know, hopping a turnstile and not having paid a, a, a summons or whatever. They go to Rikers Island, get into a fight, and that 30 day sentence could turn into an eight and a third to 25 because you had to defend yourself. Yeah. Right? Like, when you go to the island, you can't say, I'm on a short stay, I'm, I'm trying to go home. Yeah. If they taking your stuff on day one and you say, well, it's on 29 more days. I'm 29 days. You may not get through them yep. because you're getting beaten on. Yep. So at some point, you may have to throw some locks in the sock yep. or some oranges in the sock to have to defend yourself or you may have to take some ceramic and... Sh- the point I make is that <laughs> you're going to have to defend yourself and if you shouldn't have been there in the first place... Right, right. Then... Now you becoming a cold heart criminal if you went in just trying to mind your business. Right. Right. Now, right. now you got now you got to boil water and throw some baby oil in it. Right. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> now you got to do all of this. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, on a lighter note, yep. I just returned from a trip abroad. Ooh, um, went? went to Africa. Okay. Really? Went to Morocco. <gasps> okay. Really, the motherland. Went to the motherland. Um, and I went to Spain, to Madrid. España. Um, and it was it, it was dope. Um, it was a lot of travel, jet lagged and all that. Um, but it was going to Madrid and going there for a few hours in the airport. It was light. Um, they have really good coffee in their Starbucks. Um, and there's Starbucks. You in Spain? You drinking Starbucks? This is on the bro. way there. This is on the way there. And then we what? get to like, is there Starbucks around here. Everybody's like, "Can <laughs> get the Marrakesh?" It was beautiful. Um, shout out to the homie Keegan, his lady Tori getting married. It was out there for a wedding. It was. Ooh, it was these amazing. fancy black people getting married. Yes, yeah, it was Ooh, dope. I love that. Yeah, black excellence. And they have a dope village with a lot of uh, you know. Cool people. Shout out to everybody we met out there. Uh, too many names to mention. But which, it was which city in uh, Morocco? Marrakesh. Okay. Um, so it was cool. Um, it just felt different being in Africa. The air felt different. Right. Um, I felt lighter. Probably because I ate like way better. Yeah. Um, but it was... But P&O, you have Moroccan roots, do you not? I do. Ooh. So my family's from Tangier, Morocco originally, which is about an hour from where I was at. We're never going to go back. Um, but it was great, you know, being in the shops... Um, and just like talking to people that are from there, um, the vibe was just dope, mm-hmm. but a few things I picked up on in, in Morocco in particular and talking to the people in the hotel, like the staff was just that a lot of Americans don't really know like other languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, there was one person there that spoke Arabic. Mm-hmm. So they was giving her mad love and I spoke French. So I was getting a lot of love and I was talking to them about it and it was just like, yo, most of the time, Americans come and only speak English. Yeah. But and then they want you, you to speak it very well. Huh? <laughs> and yeah. then they want you exactly. to speak it very well. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, excuse me, uh, more towels, uh, mm-hmm. pleasio. <laughs> Thanks, Raul. And then for whatever reason, they just get louder. Yeah. Like, What's yeah. wrong saw, with you? I, I saw some of that. And um, <laughs> what was crazy is that a lot of countries in Africa speak French. And mm-hmm. you think back to imperialism yep. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yep. You realize how effed up historically things have happened. Yeah. But when you go to these places like Morocco and you hear all the wild stuff that happens in the news and you um 
you actually go there, you, you see people all over the world that are happy with a lot less than what we have. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. People, people here do not know uh, poverty. poverty. Right. <laughs> so people here also don't know traffic because out there there's like two stoplights yeah. where mm-hmm. I was at. And they drive completely different. Like that was a little little nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, but just like the beauty in certain things, like handcrafted rugs, mm-hmm. uh, handcrafted poofs. Um, Ooh, I can't wait! Can't wait to see what you and Larib have uh, brought back to things. decorate the crib. You got some things. Okay. But Goals. the Medinas in Marrakesh and in Morocco generally are famous for being like almost like a, a Brooklyn bazaar, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you got hey, a haggle. And it's just like that, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo, here's a CD. So it was cool to kind of titles two together. Oh. Um, but it's it's probably way more aggressive out there. Everybody that went there said, oh, it's people was all over me. But you had people there that's like six five, with like chains and stuff on. Yeah. And I went there with a football shirt on from Morocco, mm-hmm. uh, a, a $10 watch on, like super duper. Oh, oh you, you, you was doing it. You was like, y'all not going to get me. On the low note. So <laughs> they still could tell that I wasn't from there. But it was just like, I got way less attention. Yeah. And then to speak and, and like actually feel like I was part of the culture was pretty dope. Um, food was good, and I'll definitely be back to buy more. But it was, it was cool to kind of like be able to like blend in more. Um, and some people like I wasn't really harassed like that going through the Medina because I kind of like got low with it. Then uh-huh. we went to the desert. The desert was cool. Road camels. People was riding ATVs. Um, but what was crazy was that it was people that was on a trip that legit went to the desert to the infinity pool take pictures like <laughs> they didn't get in the pool they took there pictures was an the infinity pool, pool in yeah. the desert yeah but it's like listen I'm, I'm I'm not throwing shots at nobody but I feel like just hope they don't listen nah they probably all gonna listen and you got my address and my name and all that like I'm not <laughs> this is not that it's just more so like why are you on a vacation in a desert taking pictures for people back home right Um. so the whole time I was out there I didn't tweet. I didn't IG. I didn't do nothing. You were in it. You immersed yourself. You were present. I was. I was unplugged. Yeah. Right. But it's just like to see people making sure that every moment was captured for people back home. Yeah. I don't knock nobody that lives their life through social media. But I just feel like it's at some point, are you on vacation or are you just taking pictures in a different place? Yeah. Well, sometimes I do think that there is a good thing to take pictures because of the, you know you're getting memories. But, I don't take but, pictures, but right? But then don't it. be. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to post it immediately. I, I one thing that I've learned through traveling is like waiting till I'm gone to Bingo. then put up my experience because then it doesn't put pressure on me to continue to update people on like what's happening because then you feel like oh I didn't finish the they don't get the full effect of it so then you're rushing to like make sure that they understand how this night ended or you know so I I do that part of it um, definitely makes sense you you do want to be completely there i think that um yeah you do want to be present wherever it is that you're traveling because you miss so much everything is happening right now Mm -hmm. right and it's like it's like when you are there's such a and we're growing into it and resolving it in real time as a culture you know the the, how do we reconcile the digital self Mm -hmm. with the real life self Mm -hmm. right because some people talk about this every episode we sure do because it is part (laughs) it's just part of it's part of it right like even even you know, people. Some and it and it and it varies. Some people, their digital self is just as important as who they are in real life. And mm-hmm. for others, it it's a it's an app, right? 
that I can I can be a part of or not, right? And so um, I wouldn't even say what's a healthy balance because I think it's super individual. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. based on what your individual preferences are. Um, I think that it only becomes problematic when you become socially autistic where you mm. are in real life, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be lit in digital life like that's that's kind of ass backwards to me because you can't it's like and we see it in the club or the lounge oh yeah where the music's on no one is dancing but literally (laughs) they will play a song and people will just get super excited on the couch all right for 30 seconds because the clip is only 30 seconds seconds. (laughs) and then once it's done or another song comes on you go flat that yeah, is yeah. weird, it's weird, weirdo behavior. I do and blame so... myself partially because I was one of the first people <laughs> taking. No, no, I'll be honest. Like I was selling likes, like you were selling like dollar balloons and likes, like it was heroin. I was, I was selling likes, and I used to always put like, listen, I'm posting this. Give me eleven likes, poor people. I used to always post that on my pictures, right? And I also was one of the first people I pioneered. <laughs> taking pictures of my food. Yo, you better talk your shit. You pioneered that shit. Go ahead. Keep pictures going. Pictures of my food. Okay. And I was also one of the first travelers <laughs> okay. going places and taking pictures of where I'm at with the right. location. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Right. And now that I've pulled back from that, I feel like I've created a monster because <laughs> now people be posting it. In the words of my guy, Stone Steph, some of the most struggle plates <laughs> and some of the most basic food, period. Great is, listen, shout out to all my food bloggers and all that. We're not, listen, I'm not throwing shots at food bloggers. I'm not showing, I'm not throwing shots at creatives who get paid off of this. Yeah. Or even if you just got a, a lit ass gram. Like, yeah. This is not that. This is more so for the people that are on a private account. And don't know good food. <laughs> don't know good food and don't know good anything. Like. You got Vienna sausages <laughs> next to like canned people, corn. People be, I don't want to do to do construction. Son got mad at me because he posted a picture hanging from like some construction shit. I don't know what it's called, but he hanging like from like scaffolding or something. Like a scaffold with a fucking harness on, like calm down. I'm like, yo, bro. <laughs> right. This is an OSHA violation. <laughs> I put safety vest, whole occupational hazard, hundred dollars, um, four days of work, twelve hundred, risking the life for likes price. <laughs> And a dude, he got mad tight, but people was <laughs> all They were, they they were was responding. Laughing, oh, right? no. So, that's, that's what I'm putting on that. And shout out to Somebody Son. Somebody take B&L's phone away. You're Yo, so disrespectful. Nah, nah, did you see? Did you see? He was tight. No, so when, when Pino got back, um, he posted a picture of him and LaRib staring off into the desert. Uh-huh. And the caption was, hey, babe, where is that? He was like, the Bronx. We shall never go there. <laughs> oh, listen, my DMs was on fire. Like, I cried. The, the responses I got to that shit on my IG story was crazy. You think the whole Bronx, like, hardworking people was on me like, yo, you need to fix that. I'm like, People was legit. No, I don't. <laughs> I wish they I still had like all them saved. It was going hard, but we left there. Um, Eighteen pre-checks later, because we flew from there to Casablanca. Yeah. And the TSA out there was just way beastier. Then yeah. they went to Madrid, spent a few days in Madrid. Yeah. And the food in Madrid was out of this world. Like it was Love mad Spain. good. I actually like Portugal more, but Spain is good. I have not been. Hamon. Oh, you don't eat no pork. Nah. They got a lot of hamon the out there. 
pork that they was bringing mm-hmm. out look, it looked <laughs> good. If y'all can see at Jazzy's no. face, she's yeah. like, ha, mm, the jamon. That shit is yeah. it. The jamon. And, um, jamon. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay Spanish-wise. Like, I can say, you know, good day and that yeah. kind of stuff. But the food was good. Had sex who actually pointed out, I didn't realize, but there was like no clocks really like that. Yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. a very yeah. laid-back place. Um, but I do realize that like Europeans, they gave me the same kind of like Upper West Side vibe. Like, yeah. as if they, not all of them, but some of them gave me like a very I'm better than you kind of vibe, yeah. which annoyed the shit out of me. But um, <laughs> I think it's also the cosmopolitan. You're in the capital. Yeah. You know, that, that, I mean, they hate, like, a lot of Europeans hate Americans. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They like, they think Americans. that we are fools. But, like, but I was talking to my uh, food tour guide, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Carlos. 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 And he was just like, he finds most Americans to be more polite. Yeah. The Europeans to be a little bit more rude. But he was like, most Americans don't speak multiple languages. He was yeah. like, oh, how do you know, like, the Spanish and the French? And I was like, I was asking people. So in, in backtrack in, in Morocco in the desert, I was trying to ask the people about the food because Rip has food allergies. And um, I said something in the French, and the chick spoke mad fast. I'm like, "Whoa, just we, just we's American, très rapide." And she was just like, "How does an American boy know so much French? You yeah. sound pretty good." So I was like. You know, I you know I do what I do. <laughs> I do what I do. Like... I did what I dabbled. And then in Spain, it was the same thing. It was like I would speak French, and they would speak mad fast back to me. Um, but the moral of the story with that whole long-winded thing was to tell y'all: pick up Spanish if you travel a lot in the what's this? The Western Hemisphere. Can't tell y'all go learn a whole language. Yeah. Before y'all come North, talk to me. North, <laughs> North, North, Central, and South America. Spanish is useful. Yeah. In Africa, French is mad useful. Yeah. Um, but I find that being from America but knowing how to speak languages, you get instant respect. Absolutely. Even if you don't even know that shit perfectly, the attempt yep. gains you the respect. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, even if you don't know, like the simple things of like learning before you go, like you could get those little books uh-huh. that yeah. you get before you go places. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes like do that to brush up on my Spanish before I go. I'm fluent in Spanish when I'm drunk. Like yeah. I just think I have like a <laughs> mental block on it when I'm because I don't wanna like mess up my right. when I'm conjugating my yeah. verbs and stuff. I'm but I get drunk, I'll be like, I'm I'm ready to go. I can, I can, I can, I can do very well. But I do think, like, even learning, like, like little things, how to order when you go to a restaurant. Please, thank, you. like, yeah. the basics of the language. They will be so appreciative. You know, China be like, shay, shay. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like they would be so happy that you attempted to learn yeah. their culture yeah. because so many people, like you said, do not. And if you, if you like, so years ago, I, I um, lived in Rome for school. And um Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. How long ago was this? Was this, this... Was years ago. Okay. No, he's trying to see right? me about the corona. Oh shut up. Heineken, what's it called? I don't have the Heineken. You don't got that out. You gotta make sure. No, um, it was years ago. But like um one of the things that I thought was very helpful was um I learned a little bit of Italian through immersion. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna solo travel or travel with a, a bunch of people, I think around wherever you're um wherever you're staying, um, it helps you, one, map the area, um, get familiar with what the language and the customs are. Because there's two different types of language, right? Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. the the formal language, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, the language language, language right? right? So, um, um, 
I found it useful to learn those phrases, Jazzy, through people who own shops in the neighborhood. Mm. So I became very cool with like the gelato man mm-hmm. of the block or mm-hmm. like the dollar store dude. Mm-hmm. And they would give me phrases mm-hmm. because they, you know, they knew I was from, I, I came with like two sentences. Mm-hmm. I left with like a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it just helped. I just found that it helped safety wise. It helped me recognize my surroundings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like I had an inside man. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. so if you're going to travel abroad, like, I'm not saying make make friends with all the strangers. I'm right. just saying, like, but when you, geographically. You see someone you, you, yeah. you can trust, a, yeah. a, a trusted face, you know, ask right. for, for help. Someone I want, with something to lose, like a business owner. Mm-hmm. I will say <laughs> that for the mo- majority of my travels, thank you to my travel buddy, uh, B. Rizzle. Yeah. She is the ultimate travel planner. Um, we've always done really unique tours mm-hmm. um food tours are food excellent tours are yeah. because you know you just get a sense of people from what it is that they eat and yeah. it's generally better than our shitty american food Boy. um and so in general like you get to see like who the people are why it is they eat that yeah. you know the and of course poor people in every country dictate the good food Absolutely, <laughs> you know the farmers the Absolutely. you know what i mean Thanks. um but um and you know like and, and again like just interesting tours i remember there was this tour and i, I unfortunately did not do it but a friend of mine did it at my suggestion because i was sad i didn't get to do it um there was a um black heritage tour in amsterdam oh, wow. and my friend went on it because it was funny because i had signed up for another tour but then i just saw all these black people converging together and i was yeah. like it's probably a black people tour. They brought to go learn about black shit. And I was like, damn, should I leave? I paid for this one. Will they take me? I don't know. I didn't pay in advance. Then it was Amsterdam, so I might have been high. So yeah. I was like super, you high know. High of life. High of life. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, like, I'm just saying it, it was legal there. Uh, <laughs> true, true, true. You didn't break any laws. I didn't break friend. any laws. I'm just saying. Um... <laughs> anyway uh back to what i was saying uh so i suggested it when she went and she was just like oh it was excellent they learned they talked about the dutch influence in the slave trade now mind you when i was on my tour we went to where the dutch east india company was they were like yes and they traded spices and i'm like and slaves right (laughs) but no one said anything about that right and that is where they made most of their money so i mean things like that trying to see how you can tap into your culture our black culture in these cities especially yep. in europe yep. because don't worry we let them we tell there. it we the original man yep. we've let been everywhere they will, so. they will not tell it that's a figurey yeah. so make sure y'all travel get some language or google translator um because I, re- I also recognize that everybody can't like bounce between languages yeah i, I picked up a little bit of arabic too um and that's challenging because phonetically like those things it's not yeah it's, not, it's quite easy actually is it yeah Oh, okay. Never mind. And also, for some of us, no, okay. for y'all thinking of traveling, <laughs> no, 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 we got these coronavirus. Easy, sales Listen, the Heineken right is now. outside. The Heineken no, is o- out, o- and these flights are low. Arabic, Arabic is actually easy. It's just aggressive. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say because you gonna you gonna make a reference to no, nope, I was not. I was not. <laughs> I'm gonna kick all the mics down in this. <laughs> Arabic is easy. Yeah. Ar- um, because a lot of it you've probably heard already in your store, like salam, waalaikum salam. Yeah. Um, it rolls. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love the way it sounds. It, it is a very beautiful um, and like language. like um, no is la. So you, la like yeah. you just la yeah. And 
You He's be like, that? <laughs> That's offensive. That's offensive. That might have been offensive. We don't, what we don't do here is we don't tease other coaches. Stop. I don't tease yours, do I? Okay. <laughs> right, I'm like, what episode? Time. Pick an episode. Exactly. Um, no, but you know, did you know, I, and I'm, I'm aware of the time, but like, it's always been a personal goal of mine to learn all of the romance languages. Really? Yeah, I've been exposed and speak a little bit of five different languages. That's lit. Um, and that's, I mean, my primary obviously is English, but there's... Uh, Haitian Creole, French, Spanish, Italian, and American Sign Language, right? Mm-hmm. And I studied sign language for about a year and a half. Oh, um, you? Yeah. But I wish I had locked in and, like, been fluent in all of them. I'd been fucking people up, like, But everywhere. I bet because you know so many of, like, because all of this is, like, when you know the origin yeah. words, it makes it, it easier yeah. to understand what is being said. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, you, you I'll make get it by. work. I'll make <laughs> it work. I'll make it work. I want to do that because I just, I, I find language, like, I'm impressed with words, period. You know? Ah. Oh, 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 I did that this time. There you go. That was good. <laughs> I like that. That was good. That was good. So it's woke word time. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. Today's word, ladies and gentlemen's. Is everybody ready for a drum roll, please? <laughs> Today's word is gumption. Everybody repeat after me. Gumption. 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 Gumption is defined as common sense, horse sense, enterprise. Horse sense? No, horse. Oh. Wow. (laughs) Enterprise um, and initiative. Mm. So we should, anybody want to try to use it in a sentence? Or do you want me to use it in a sentence? Everyone's looking at me. I I guess I'll just. You've You've been been on a roll the last. Gumption, uh, go ahead, PL. Creative Sam, you want to take a run? If he had more gumption, he wouldn't have trusted that snitch with 10 kilos. What? That's actually <laughs> pretty good usage of the word gumption. <laughs> good job. We knew you could do it. Yay! Wow, you're friends at the next fundraiser. Courtesy of the Stereo Bros. Ba-dum, bum. Ba-boom, boom. Now it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, yeah. Who's, who's going to take it? I'm super nasally. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Jazz. Yeah. Z. Yeah. 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 Good job. I'm trying. Good job. Yeah, Hi guys. Um. So many of you have uh, probably watched the new uh, love uh, show phenomenon that is Love Is Blind on Netflix. Uh, my lovely co-hosts have not. Oh, sorry. But I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Really. Sorry. Mr. Classic, I'm sorry. But I did watch Catfish. It's not like Catfish. <laughs> but basically, for those of you who have not li- looked at the show, which I do strongly recommend, um, catch trending as one of the top 10 in on Netflix right now. Okay. Basically, the premise is um, they found some singles in Atlanta. Um, people looking for quote-unquote love, Love. Mm -hmm. um, and they ask them to be on their show. The premise is, can, without knowing physically the attributes of someone, their race, their financial status, you know, their, their, their looks, can you fall in love without those things being a factor? Mm -hmm. And is love blind, right? So, um... Just 
uh, I'll just, I mean, this is really just influencing the question to you guys, but just, you know, what intrigued me about the show was that there were some people that probably were just there for the fame, just to be on TV, cool. Uh But there were a lot of people there that actually wanted to be in relationships. One fun fact is that most of the women there were in their 30s, while the men there were in their mid to late 20s, which I thought was interesting. Um, You know, because... I don't know, it may say some things about where people are in their lives and why someone might be more willing to go and do this than others, right? Um, <laughs> I, no, the word is not desperate, PL, because that's what your face looks like. Yikes. My face is desperate. I have a desperate face. No, Ouch. no, you're, it looks like Ouch. that's the word you're thinking of using. <laughs> Um, but in any case, um, there were several couples out of like 30 odd people that, you know, had a series of dates in what were called pods. Basically it was like these rooms with, um, uh, not glass, but basically, uh, a divider through it. So you could hear the person, but you could not see them. And so they would go kind of like blind date or speed dating or whatever, but they would have dates, you know, many hour long conversations with people. And then you, you would select who you want to see again. Um, maybe some people dated multiple people. Some were like, you know, after one or two or three of these, you know, one-on-ones, this is not for me. Some people locked in early, like, yo, they were, and then of course they had the girls in one side, the guys on another, and they come back and talk about, you know, who they're feeling, who they're not feeling, you know, what this one said when that one said, you know, and narrowed down their choices. So eventually five of these men proposed to five of the women and then they finally got to meet each other after they proposed. Um, Then of course the cameras followed them on this journey of, you know, their headed down the aisle. Now they're not forced to, they don't have to, but that's the goal because they're choosing to be committed to these people so it follows them you know learning about each other going to their on their homes learning about how each other lives then moving into one home together i guess of their choice whether they choose one of the couples uh homes to move into and then um you know the process of them planning a wedding meeting each other's families um so i mean like those things are interesting right because the family is looking like who is this? Right. Why are you on this show? Right. What kind of stupidness are you really right. trying to do? And I thought it was interesting. One couple, their parents met. Both of their parents had met for a short time before they got married. Mm-hmm. Like, one, I think it was like they got married in like six months. Another, like a, like a couple days. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it was interesting. Like, they were comfortable with this idea, even though, you know, maybe, you know, the premise of it was kind of weird. But they're like... If you know, you know, you know, so they they didn't have that pressure from their parents. Like, what kind of foolishness are you in? Because they're just like, no, if you find someone you're compatible with, you you choose to make it work. And clearly their parents are still married to this day. Right. Um, some other interesting. So the favorite couple was an interracial couple, um, Lauren and Cameron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, say what you will. These both these people really came into the situation looking for a mate and really committed to the idea of finding a partner. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a a lot more... Because, you know, a lot of other people were there, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to see what happens or whatever. But they, before they came there, had been making preparations in their life and doing things to prepare themselves to receive that partner. Mm -hmm. And they had very deep conversations from very early on. They knew what they wanted. They knew 
what they needed from a partner. And I think that was what allowed them to identify that they would be a good match for one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, when they saw each other, they both were attractive Uh, (laughs) and attracted to each other. And there were other couples that didn't have that kind of attraction after they met and clearly they didn't end up walking down the aisle no spoiler alert mm-hmm. <laughs> not everybody walked down the aisle it's been on for a couple of a couple of weeks you should have watched it already <laughs> so um but in any case i pose to the stereo bros mm-hmm. my question is do you think that quote unquote love is blind and you should you can be with someone or at least Attempt to meet someone and, and, and couple with them sight unseen without physical without physical features playing a role in the situation. In your selection. In your selection, at least. I think lust is blind. I don't know about love being blind, right? Mm. Like, I just don't know. Um, we talked about this a little bit off camera, I mean off mic. Um, I think that the, the intricacies and the 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 nuances speaking for myself back in the day i did you know date blindly via aol um <laughs> what's your screen name <laughs> ghetto serrano 2g <laughs> ghetto serrano has entered the chat <laughs> <laughs> um the noble 116 okay bricks bk k holla that's had that. a few different uh iterations okay um but i mean you know, you would have conversations with people like usually in certain chat rooms. You hope they have pictures. You uh, either see the picture up front or you exchange pictures in like a direct message, um, right? And then be like, all right, she she a look or she not? I was always leery of chicks that didn't have pictures. I'm like, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. She's but, a man, or she's like super hit. <laughs> that part um, too. <laughs> and it's just that what was interesting about that was that. There was a couple of chicks that looked at me was like, oh, nah, you, you look like you short. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was six, I was six five. Right. But some <laughs> chicks, I was short as shit, right? Um, and there was a couple of chicks that just wasn't feeling me because essentially the process was usually see the you see the picture, yay or nay, you have conversations within like the chat, like on the side, whatever. Um and then from there, you exchange phone numbers. And then from there, um, you call, whatever, whatever. And then you would arrange to meet, right? And maybe in my lifetime, I probably had eight, like, actual person meetings. What? Right? Maybe eight. I'm a ballpark because I don't, I don't remember. This is a long time ago. This is all in the vault somewhere, locked away. Um, six out of the eight people I met in person were, like, like a a chick I could actually like vibe with. Two were just hit. Like just nah. It's just, they like, did they look like their photos? This this one chick didn't didn't have a photo at all. And she was just like, Oh, just meet me in person. First day she stood me up. So I, I had to cut <laughs> I had to cut class two days in a row. What? Yeah. Happening? And um You were really trying to find love, Pino. No, lust. Lust. <laughs> um and Went back out there the second day. This is in Canarsie. <laughs> I never forget. This chick is in the park. I'm like, she's talking crazy. Talking about all the stuff she's going to do. and Right. 
I put my best flight jacket on and yeah. <laughs> my J's. I'm so through. I walk in the Look park. Look at Sam's face. Look at Sam's face. I walk in the park and I'm like, Sam, that's hilarious. And she's like, oh, you're kind of short. I'm like, I'm looking at her like, oh, I thought you were a little smaller. <laughs> like, she's like, what do you mean? She was big. She was a big, she was like. She was a little. She's a she was rotund. She's a little. <laughs> she, was a, she was a biggie shorty. A biggie a, shorty. What's a biggie shorty. You shaped like a biggie fry, biggie like shaped like a biggie shake in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, Sam. <laughs> Sam, that was and hard to digest. I got right back on that bus. I said, "Listen, I got to pick my sister up from school." Got right back on the seventeen when I was out of there. Ah. And then um. Yeah, that was bad. But I mean, I will say that I actually had a couple of meaningful situationships based off of um, meeting young ladies on AOL. But it was always dangerous. Like, I was always going to somebody's project's building <laughs> and, like... Mad, mad people outside. Like, you go to early in the morning on a cut day, you go to 8 in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning after their parents leave, and then you leave them by about 3. Yep. And she's like, when you get downstairs, just don't look at anybody. I'm like, what do you mean? I get downstairs, it's 85, it's 85 dudes... In the fucking lobby. <laughs> I got to get to all these niggas and then still get to the train station too. Yeah. I still did it and went back the next day anyway. But um, I do think that on a surface level, you can have like an initial interaction with somebody via like, um, not like sight unseen like you said, mm-hmm. at least initially, right? But I feel like the icing on the cake is to marry that initial attraction or, you know, connection to the physical. It's like, okay, she had a good head on her shoulders. Does she have a good head on her shoulders? Like, you want to kind of bring them both together. I don't know if, I don't know if I could actually propose to somebody and then, or let me back up. I don't know if I can actually interact with somebody for however long in, in a pod and then see them and I'm like, damn, like, she is not what I'm attracted to. Because mm-hmm. if she sounds great but she's you know, six two is going nowhere, mama. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm five ten sometimes. There's no way I'm dating somebody six two. Mm-hmm. No way. Sorry, right? But I do think the concept of a lot of these dating shows, I used to and it's fucked up, I used to laugh at people on catfish because I'm like, how the fuck you get catfished? But I got catfished in, in high school. Right. Right? And it wasn't on camera. It wasn't on camera, but it, it, it wasn't for three years. Like, like <laughs> I wasn't talking to somebody sight unseen for for th- three years and, like, having, like, fake proms and, and like, <laughs> telling my, my friends about somebody I'm dating on, on, on a fucking, on an on a, on a app for three years without meeting them. Judging. <laughs> Listen, I saw, I saw a, a Catfish episode on vacation, and this dude um, met the chick, and she was just, like, she was laughing. And she was like, why are you mad? He was like, because you're not who I thought you were. She was like, you don't like me? He was like, no. And she was like, give me a hug. He was like, no. But he was like heartbroken. He was like, I'm just going to go play basketball. I'm sad. And I'm just like, bro, you put your whole life on hold for a chick that you've never met. In my mind, I can't fathom that because I feel like we outnumbered by so many women. That worst case, you can go to like a speed dating thing or get mm-hmm. your homeboy to hook you up. Like... To me, yeah, but you know what kept him on the hook? I don't know. I didn't watch this episode, but I'm just saying is the interaction and the conversations that they had and the connection that they had, right? Which 
probably if he saw that person, he would not have attempted. If he saw that person, he might not have experienced that for three years of his life. Her whole thing was a lot of guys didn't want to talk to her because how she looked. So she was, I'm like, listen, it ain't his fault that you. Whatever you get ready to say. Feels like, feels like it's supposed to be ignorant as shit. Go ahead, go ahead though. Go ahead though. <laughs> it's not his fault that you've had bad dating experiences, mm. right? So you can't take someone's choice away. And I think sometimes people can be very manipulative if you can't see them because you can kind of manipulate somebody into liking you, mm-hmm. and then when you present, actually, that's the cabbage scenario. This scenario I think is different because you have. You have to have an open mind and you have to be at the point in your life where you're like, you know what? I'm going to try to find the connection first. I mean, everybody said. I wouldn't like, do it what I, I can't like, do it. what I've been doing has not been working. So right. I got to try something. Right. Like, if you're out here and, like, you're dating, you're dating, you're dating, and it's just like, dud, 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 nothing is going anywhere. They're just like, well, if you think you could do better, do um, it. I mean, like, so I don't, I don't. It's kind of challenging. For, no, I, no, it's not. I can appreciate this kind of experiment, right? Because it tests our ability to really be paying attention to what people are saying and what and, and the essence of who they are mm-hmm. and you know their character and things of that nature. And I can appreciate that because I feel like we do. I would love to see more authentic connection, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want us to get to a place where we where we start to feel bad that like physical attraction matters. I want to be physically attracted. Nothing's opening up for nobody mm-hmm. if I'm not into you physically. It just, it just is a, it's just an element of it. Of but, it for but, me. but also, wouldn't, wouldn't you say that connection, that that physical connection, is generally like what would be like a spark is explosive when you also have that intellectual and other emotional connection with that person on top of the physical perhaps like no i'm I'm. you might be onto something yeah but like i think that like just to get your foot in the door you know <laughs> it it matters to a degree you know what i'm saying and i just i feel like something happens when you see someone you know see, see someone and, and you make that connection mm-hmm. like wow this person's kind of attractive because you know what i i think sometimes we think that you know you get little butterflies and all that just and all that and I think sometimes you know we think that um you know if i say i want to be physically attracted to somebody before i date them or like when i meet mm-hmm. them we think that it's this like fireworks he walked across the room and i'm like mm-hmm. god damn he's mm-hmm. the one that's not it sometimes sometimes you're like oh he's high he's okay I, and i'm then, willing to right i'm willing discussion. to continue. and then he starts talking and you're like wow he's smart and suddenly he's cuter, cuter. right exactly. you get what i'm saying and right. so i'm like i'm like i don't want us to 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 take that away because that happens a lot more mm-hmm. frequently mm-hmm. i think than someone walking in a room and you being like oh my gosh whoa right. my heart exactly. you know what i'm saying right. i so so it's it's very human to do things that way mm-hmm. for us to 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 meet someone and say wow that's nice um, and then they speak and then they and then they like order coffee and it happens to be the same kind of mm-hmm. coffee you order. And and then you get to have all these mini miracles happen in succession where you're like, I might want to get to know this person. So sometimes well, the it, inverse happens sometimes, too, where she's like at a bar and she's like, I ordered the salmon. It don't come with the rice. Also, Mo Moscato, <laughs> you like this. So, right, 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 and then and then a conversation might happen, and you know, but like so so then so then for me the when it comes to like um, and just full disclosure, I'm just not a fan of like dating apps and things like that either, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's you know 
just full context and mm-hmm. full disclosure, but mm-hmm. um, it's because um, I think that sometimes it, it, there are a lot more people who want to strip away ch- like choice in a sense. It's almost like see my like I don't I'm not confident enough that what I put out there physically is going to attract someone that I want. So like let's remove it all together and here's just like the essence. It isn't bad, but it also isn't all the way up front. Like you know what I mean? And I kinda I kinda feel it's a little deceptive and I don't I don't like it. What's interesting is that I we were talking about dating apps before and like and if we could be it's the same thing. And what I think is that dating apps put an emphasis on physicality and i and i and like and as, as I'm, I'm you know i have a man now but yeah before, okay I was, okay I, jazzy update, update, it's jazzy yeah. update. she got a man Sam. she got a whole man um but before Period. when i Poop. didn't you okay. know what i was saying what when I didn't, I think that, you know, looking at different, and I, I've gone on dating apps and stuff, like, comparing the different ones, yeah. I always saw that, like, the ones that were more serious, like a Bumble or a Coffee Meets Bagel or OK Cupid. Coffee Meets Bagel? Coffee Meets Bagel, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've heard of that. You've never heard of Coffee Meets Bagel? Sound mad lusty. <laughs> I don't think Coffee Meets Bagel sounds lusty. It's think not, about it for a second. Think it, about it for a second. It's, it's, no. No? Okay. Okay. So any, <laughs> in any case, I always would joke with my friends that I was like, yo, the guys on Tinder look way better. Yeah. Right? But these are the guys that are looking for more of a connection. Quick kills. And, right. And a thing quick a clip. Versus a, the quick kills on Tinder. Yeah, and with, and <laughs> right. with semi-automatics just looking right. at them. Yeah, I've heard Body some, some savage, 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 savage stories from Tinder. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the emphasis on Tinder is on looks yeah. and, you know, appearance and location mm-hmm. versus uh, OK Cupid, uh, Bumble Mingle. or whatever, Christian Mingle. I don't know what Christian Mingle looks so like. So swipe. But they're, yeah. they're, they're also asking you a series of questions to kind of try to get you to share mm-hmm. who you are and, and what you're about. And I also, again, ladies, recommend Bumble because we can decide and choose who it is that we date because mm-hmm. these men will swipe right on everything. They're not even looking at the camera and they Call just swipe Michael, in <laughs> to see who sexist. they do. But no, it's true because women will be like, oh man, okay, he said he likes this. Yeah. He likes that. Oh, you know, this this won't work. Okay, well, yeah. I'm not even going to respond. Yeah. Like, and that just zeroes yeah. out and clears out and like unnecessary. Yeah, filters. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, uh, my, just my thoughts. Oh no, um, me, and, me and Sam had a bromant because it's what like was the bromant. Nah, it's all good. No, it's share. Good. Nah, it's all good. The listening public would like to know. <laughs> I'm just saying, me and me and my engineer had a bromant. Yeah, you know I mean, we're still back to the time where we went to Home Depot and bought some stuff to build the closet in the crib. That's all. Alright, that was the cop anyway. out. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for the story too. Od, but, like, and then what happened? <laughs> but I was, I, I, so I had a moment in my dating life where I was just like, mm, the guys that I'm gung ho when I see them, like, mm, look at his beard, you know, he's right. like the right shape, right. like that's right. my thing. Right. These little situationships that they turn into are not really working yeah. out. Yeah. So let me be a little bit more purposeful. Maybe go after people that I 
would not normally uh-huh. be. So maybe they're like an inch or two shorter right. than I might normally look at. Yeah. Maybe they're a little skinnier or a little mm-hmm. bigger than I normally would mm-hmm, be attracted mm-hmm. to. You know what I mean? And I also met people and found that I made connections with people that I wouldn't normally have done. And although these things didn't work out, <laughs> what is... Yo, I can't with Peanut. Why does he have to be in the room? I know we on his podcast. But no, like, no, no, no. why do you have to be here? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at how you described it in terms of, um, like, shorter and taller. Y'all got too many criteria for guys, but, man. But I agree. No, I agree. And I've never necessarily I was been the person. Oh, okay. I wasn't like, laughing at the failure or, or success. It was more so, it reminded me for a second of what Chili wants. Well, right. Mm. Well, okay, I'm not that extreme. I didn't I'm say saying you were... I was going out with dudes that was like my height. Like yeah. that's the last is why I got to draw that line. Yeah. I, matter of <laughs> fact, I went out with a dude that was like, shorter than right? me. Right? We're not like... batting eyelashes out of here. Fuck out of here. But he was a part of Mensa. <laughs> he was extremely smart. And I, I like, just batting eyelashes. I just feel I like, like women on these apps. Part of why I was laughing too is like, I feel like women on these apps. Y'all, y'all the vicious ones. Y'all be like that nigga about five seven. Or look at his sneakers. Y'all be the y'all be the ones that be going ham on dudes. Dudes. I think dudes on the apps be the ones with the much lower uh, criteria. Y'all be the ones viciously swiping and viciously denting dudes for the, mm. oh, he eats shrimp. Like, <laughs> Are you still <laughs> on the shrimp? Y'all be denting, y'all be denting no, guys. Boy, that's like, five? not right? <laughs> y'all be denting guys for the smallest shrimp. Listen, shrimps. listen, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> And and that is so, so that is like kind of kind of in essence a little bit why I I rather you just meet somebody in person because I feel like to me it's leery when someone has a long list of qualifiers or like a long list of like just things that they want this partner to have. Very often they're just super unrealistic, and it's and then you have to wonder who's the person making the ask. If once you look at that person, they gonna have half the shit on that list. Mm-hmm. Not like not nine times out of ten, but maybe eight times out of ten, right? Mm-hmm. And and so when it's like you know what, let's just do this blind where we don't look at the thing at the at the body or the height or whatever. I can see in in its innocence why that should work, but I kind of feel like it's a cop out to not improve or not step out in your best. Like if you want somebody with a six pack, you have to look like you align with the lifestyle of someone mm-hmm. who has a six pack. Right. So if now. You remove your physical thing, but you still are like, oh, do you work out in your conversation? You might get somebody who does work out. But I believe that's what happened in this experiment because they didn't end up with people they were not attracted to. Like, and oh, I they might, didn't. They didn't. Like, they everybody. Oh. Well, we should have watched the one show. Couple, one couple. <laughs> one couple. The girl was just like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling, you know. Right. So, um, how I it was with my last guy. Right. Was just like, and that tells me she's hooked on seven. I don't know right. how you going. This guy looks just but good even, enough for you. But I mean, I guess in her mind. He did not do it for her. But no, but he, no, but the truth is, no one was gonna do it for her because her answer was she, the spark wasn't like her the ex. ex. Right. Well, the right. reality then, is she's not even dating with right. a clear and I mean, plate. I really love this show because it really shows. Like people were saying things. One girl was talking about like, oh my gosh, you know, he's so emotionally available. I don't know if this is gonna work for me. And it's like I'm yelling at the screen, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You will be alone forever. Right. right. Which again <laughs> indicates a problem with the person looking and. Not necessarily right. with the option. Exactly. And so that's why it's like, yo, you know, you might as well, bro, like 
do this, get the synergy, get the actual energy in person as opposed to swiping or being in a pod or whatever. Like I'm just, I'm, and then, you know, again, full disclosure, I'm not necessarily a fan of like AI entering the dating world. I feel like that's a little you don't like strange. You robots and all that? No. Um, I watched a documentary once and I will come back with the name of it because I think everyone should watch it. It was on the, the digital landscape of dating apps mm-hmm. and how they're skewed really to benefit men. Um, I know it's gonna. They really it's are like lonely guys out yeah, there. Yeah, and even yeah. even Bumble, which is for women, which allows women to to make the decision on who they're gonna date. Which is sexist, by the way. Okay, uh, you know, <laughs> um, I got all the power. Y'all can say no. Open box office or closed box office. So what? <laughs> your point, had so what they were saying was that it, on the converse, that some some critics do argue that all it does is take more responsibility away from the man. Now they don't even need to make an ask. Mm-hmm. They just because ex- they're gonna accept it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. So like, I um. I once you see some of that, it's kind of like you know what the fuck, and some of this is gambling for people. It it hits the same receptors as gambling. It is, it is. So it's like, are you? That's what AOL was. You see, so I'm like, are you? Mm-hmm. Do, what? Are, who is behind the screen name? The 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 picture? Mm-hmm. The, the I'd rather just take my shot at a book sh- at a bookstore. Like I just mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. I just I don't care how long it takes. I just rather feel it because I know in person my shit ain't off. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'd rather sense it. We've, and this brings me back. I mean, I know we've had the talk about online dating and stuff like that and dating through apps. But I also feel like we're, we are a world of convenience. We stay home. We order our groceries to our houses. We are, oh, you yeah, know, plastic we're, bags all, is we're listening five cents, to Audible, guys. not going to Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> because we're not as interactive as we probably were 10 years ago, are you really possibly going to meet the person that you want to be with out in the I'm, world. You like, and, and You still and, can. Yeah. I know, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying the likelihood of it, right? And so my thing is like you spend a lot of time on your phone mm-hmm. just looking at your screen. Why wouldn't you spend some of that time if you're looking for a mate, looking for a mate in that screen time? You know what I mean? And I honestly feel like you don't have to find your person through these apps, but I definitely, again, I think I've said this before, believe in, like, the manifestation Mm -hmm. and putting it out there. Like, I am looking, this is what I'm doing, I'm looking for a mate, I'm looking for a partner, and that being a a conduit for you to put that into the universe and actively be seeking. Because at the end of the day, even interacting with a person, you learn about yourself. You initially, like how you're saying, like receptors go yeah. up or whatever. Like you're just like, uh, this person says something. That's yeah. not going to work. This is not what I'm looking for. This is not what I need. I think we should always, not always, but it's good to be in the practice of that because yes. there is a level of self-actualization that you get from those interactions. Sure. So, I will say, I guess my better judgment, but... I will say that a lot of what this does is make guys lazier. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. Well, guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember back in the day you had to actually approach a woman. Mm. and Now you swiping on her face. This <laughs> <laughs> shit is fucking stupid. Stop. Go, go back to your point. You see? You see? I can't, I, it's, it's too late. <laughs> but not say nothing. All I'm saying is that I feel like a lot of these apps make it so that guys who typically wouldn't have access to certain types of women yes. have easier access. Yes. And they're getting overconfident because back in the day you had to approach a woman. And I remember that butterfly feeling before you approach. But also it's like, yo, I'm going to shoot my shot 
regardless, like, the first few times you talk to a girl, you're nervous, you're like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. And the first few times you get rejected, you're like, damn. Yep. And after a while, you're like, yo, fuck it. Like, I'd rather know that I shot my shot and got shot down than yep. ever have to wonder about that shit. Yep. And sometimes the chick will shoot you down, and then little does she know, or that you know, that you bag her friend, and yeah. then, <laughs> wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Now she looking crunchy in the face because... We got to get a camera in here so they can just focus on Sam's reaction to everything that is said in here. What I'm saying is that now with... um, Because even back in the day on the, on the, on the, the AOL tip, it was easy to, to like talk your talk to yep. to um women yeah and then in person you kind of had a little bit of a connection but but you had to match that yeah right and i feel like now a lot of guys based on talking to my homegirls like guys can't hold conversation you know, mm-hmm. they don't know how to Mad be social. socially yeah like you, you call it like socially, socially autistic, autistic it's weird. right mm-hmm. so i think in in some respects it does benefit the woman because in some ways she has more control and more access to certain dudes for convenience, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it hurts them because mm-hmm. now you're getting guys who can be anything they want to be on the internet yep. mm-hmm. and get overconfident because yep. some women who may have lowered their standards mm-hmm. meet the overconfident guy and it's a perfect storm, mm-hmm. right? So that would be my my main knock on that type of stuff is I feel like dudes got to get back to just like being men and just like being who they are because that's how it was growing up. Like mm-hmm. think back to the days of like tribal times, right? And, and certain tribes, in order to get the woman, you had to prove to her in front of other guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if she had five suitors, you had to beat them up or you had yeah. to do something mm-hmm. to prove to her that you were the one that she mm-hmm. should be with and then she could pick. Look at the animal kingdom. Like, right? how many birds and gators and bears are doing dances? A lot of them? times, like, the weaker mm-hmm. dude wasn't the one that wound up getting the lady and yeah. then do wind up, you know, sitting with the people that couldn't get chicks. Yeah. Right? And Damn. now it's just like anybody. I know a lot of corny dudes that's killing, killing, killing because of how they present themselves, yeah. right? Like a lot of dudes grow a beard and hit the gym. Son, and and, and these and might sick. be facts, Peter. No. Right? <laughs> when back in the day, you had to have like some charisma, yeah. just a little moxie, like, and you can't tell that on a swipe. And then only for these people to get in front of you and and still treat you like you on the app. Mm-hmm. because like if they if there's a if there's a wall in communication or something isn't uncomfortable they just move on to the next person that mm-hmm. they agree to there are people who are dating who go on several dates a week Se- that is expensive several dates a week well the first date is never really a date it's like a meetup a coffee yeah. Meetup yeah well whatever the, the precursor it is. to the date sorry I mean, yeah. but whatever but it is they, they you know if you're just... doing five or six of these right. every week right. and nothing's hitting chances are this system does not work for right. you right. and right. so you know I just I just I just do, it doesn't it doesn't feel organic to me, so um, so it's not for me. I don't dump on people who do, but I will say this: um, there are still people outside. They, they don't are. look like what you are look. They what you think you want. What you think you want. But you know what? Exactly what the social experiment did is what's outside. Mm-hmm. Because I remember being in a in a coffee shop. I do a lot of work. Um, I freelance, so I do a lot of work from different coffee shops or restaurants. Like I work out of anywhere, and they will be. I will strike up the most interesting conversations. I had a an hour and a half conversation with a gentleman. He's like 46 years old. He's a sociologist. And we talked about affirmations and hip hop mm-hmm. and how Jay-Z spoke his success mm-hmm. into reality mm-hmm. through his music. Mm-hmm. 
I can't find that on an app. Now, mind you, I didn't do anything with this man because I still decided in real time that he was not attractive. <laughs> he was 46. Okay. Oh, no, age, age, I mean, age to me doesn't really matter, but like 46 is, is really old so for me. To just, just putting that out there. But like, And his Bluetooth was in the left ear to the right ear. Shut the fuck up. He didn't have a Bluetooth in. But... <laughs> Hey, young blood. Hey, 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 young block. I call you right back. Yeah, I call you right back, young Yo, blood. Yo, shut up. But all I'm saying is this: <laughs> the same concessions you're willing to make, you know, in the digital landscape, they happen every day mm-hmm. outside. And I think that we're just becoming a culture that becomes more and more afraid of actually engaging people. We'd rather engage in uh, some kind of digital interface. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, if it works for you, it works for you. If it worked for these people on Love is Blind, cool. You know, um, but like, you know, if if it's if you're on 20 dates a month, mm-hmm. meetups a month, and it, this whole quarter you have not landed a potential nothing maybe you should you should swipe at the coffee shop mm-hmm. so someone might see you swipe in mm-hmm. you might see somebody ordering and you can do two at the same time as opposed to in your crib mm-hmm. in the club you know swiping well Gambling. lauren and cameron from love is blind prove that love is blind because they're like the best couple ever and i can't wait for them to have babies, they've so they've been legally married a year since the taping of this show. That's beautiful. A year and a half. That's so beautiful. The experiment worked on them, but more power to them. Mm-hmm. Um, new music. Yep. And keeping with my um, desire to show the world that <laughs> I have a very advanced and varied musical palette. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play another song from Jacob Latimer. Okay. Made known as Everett from The Shy. When is that show coming back? Um, soon as they figure out what's up with my guy. Oh uh, yeah, true, true, true. That show is great. Um, this song is called "Is This What You Want?" Here's that. Ain't it always something? And I bet your girl wouldn't treat me like this. I can't win for nothing. Why you always fussing? Somebody nothing got me feeling like this. It ain't the same to me. Is that what you wanna hear? It's changing me. Is that what you wanna hear? She call me all the time. Is that what you wanna hear? We love that all the time. If I do your height, do me, then you hate. Okay, my song pick this week um, is actually, I believe, it's a Senegalese artist. Um... And I just really enjoyed um, this song when I heard it at, a, at another coffee shop I was working at. But I'm working out of. Um, but oh, Summers? No, uh, Cafe Rudix. Ah. Yeah, the Senegalese spot. Senegalese and French spot on um, Bedford. Oh, Bedford, yep. yeah. Good food um, there. Great food. And excellent coffee. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, the song is called Jerusalem. And it's by Master KG. Um, it's great background music. It's great party music. Great get ready music. Great driver music. I hope you enjoy it. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I can't 
Uh, my song this week is Trust by uh, Brent Fias. I think he's like a newish R&B artist. So much I want to talk about But I ain't got no one to talk to Shit, I don't <laughs> I'm always trying to work it out But somehow it always falls through And I know that I get rough So those are our song selections Be sure to <laughs> 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 Be sure to no no it's fine it's fine. Uh, Sorry. Be sure to follow us on your favorite platform. Um, once again, thanks for thanks to our sponsor. Excuse me, firstpickapp.com. Yes. Yes. Be sure to check that out. Please. My word for this week is learn the language, mm. a, a love language, a lust language, Ooh. a romance language, Arabic. Learn something. That's hot. You have Jesse. I'm still formulating. Them. Um, th- on the same topic of love is blind, you know, maybe we can look past some of those physical attributes. Get to know someone yeah. not in your uh, quote unquote type, uh, and learn more about them on the inside. And also be pointed in your questioning when dating. You know, mm. we over what's your favorite color, mm. whatever. What what is your credit score? Mm. What is what kind of debt do you have? Mm. Are what's you looking to couple? Trust? Right. Do mm. you want kids? Do you mm. have any emotional issues or scarring from your past? <laughs> do you have uh, you know, mommy daddy issues yes. that I should know about? Like yes. let's get let's get in there. Yeah. You know, cuz we don't have time. 18 to 30, I mean, uh, 30, 30, 30 to 35 <laughs> listeners. Um, my word this week is say it with your chest, not with your ego. Mm. Boom. Over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.